PDI Perjuangan bersyukur memiliki Ibu Hajah Megawati Soekarno Putri, Ketua Umum PDI Perjuangan dan Presiden kelima Republik Indonesia. Figur yang berkeyakinan ideologi yang sangat kuat, figur yang keyakinan politiknya sangat kuat, figur yang keyakinan akan Pancasila sangat-sangat-sangat-sangat-sangat-sangat kuat. President Jokowi has been in office since 2014 and was just re-elected for a second term last October. He's a member of the PDIP party, but he's not as influential in the party as some might expect. In fact, most of his first term was spent convincing his own party on his policies and direction for the country. Will this be the case in his second term? And what's the driving force inside of PDIP? This is Indonesia in 10 where we brief you on some of the important questions inspired by our conversations with our guests, all in less than 10 minutes. I'm Sean Corrigan. So for the first question, do Jokowi and Megawati have the same stances? Well, no. Megawati is more ideological than Jokowi. Megawati, of course, is the leader of the Sukarno dynasty and is the head of the State Panchasila Working Unit, or UKP. She is a strong believer of Marhanism, a socialistic political ideology created by her father, Sukarno, where the government plays a big role in society, where state-owned enterprises play a key role in the economy, for example. This has had a big impact on her, and she often reminisces about her conversations she had about this with her father when she was a child. Jokowi, however, is far less ideological. He has a business mindset and is focused on the economy. He wants and needs to drive economic growth. But democracies can be messy. They can be inefficient. So this has become an issue for him as the same forces that brought him into office, democracy and things like dissent and regional autonomy, are beginning to be viewed as a hindrance to implementing his policies, attracting investment, and boosting economic growth. Just because he announces these new policies, it doesn't mean they're always implemented on the ground. Next question, do Megawati and Jokowi agree on the direction of policies for the country. Sometimes, but often no. For example, Megawati supports the return to the old system of government where the central government plays a big role and sets policy direction for the local governments. She has also been a longtime supporter of amending the constitution and bringing back the GBHN, which is the state policy guidelines. GBHN is a national, long-term, fundamental planning mechanism which would provide policy continuity from president to president. It could eventually also end direct elections as this policy would place the upper house, the MPR, as the highest governing institution in the land, so high that it would be above the president. This is how the system worked during the new order, under Suharto, and even until 2004. 
Jokowi, in essence, supports a long-term planning mechanism, but currently doesn't support the GBHN. Citing the fact that it would weaken the presidency by having the legislative branch set the national policy direction instead of the executive branch, and at the same time allow for the return of indirect elections. Direct elections is the exact reason why he was elected to begin with. It gives grassroots candidates leverage against the party when they want to run. <laughs> Lastly, so what should we watch going forward? Well, on the instructions of Megawati, senior PDIP members in parliament say they are prepared to push the GBHN to become Jokowi's presidential legacy and are already positioning themselves in parliament just for that. Although there is still almost five years before the next presidential election, amending the constitution will take time. So they need to start the initial steps when the first parliamentary session begins in 2020. So there appears to be a major disconnect between Megawati and Jokowi on the GBHN issue. In a way, they both sort of agree on the need for long-term, multiple-decade top-down planning from the central government, which they hope can provide more disciplined policies, development, and streamlined implementation of policies. However, Jokowi sort of wants the best of both worlds, the top-down planning, the direction, but yet retain direct elections, which will allow individuals other than the political elites to be voted into office, just like the way he became president. The question is, can Jokowi prevent Megawati and PDIP from pushing through the constitutional amendments? Well, it doesn't seem so, as very senior members of the PDIP party have said that the final decision is in the hands of the NPR, not the president's. And this is an opportunity for PDIP to better position themselves for the 2024 election. So PDIP will take the initiative on the move to amend the constitution, and we'll have to wait and see how the civil society groups react once the deliberations begin. That's Indonesia in 10. Email us at info at indonesiaindepth.com or tweet us at IndoIndepth. I'm Sean Corrigan. Thanks for listening.